I mean, I, I'm not saying that I agree with that as a thing, but you know, it's just a thought that occurred to me that maybe maybe there is an evolution taking place, and that is that is the the, the new the new iconic image. Welcome to the Yes to I Do podcast, your weekly wedding planning show hosted by Jack Brister and Chris Piercy. Hi there, I'm Chris Piercy, and welcome to the Yes to I Do podcast. I'm joined by uh, Jack Brister, as always, and our special guest today is Dan Rhodes Photography. Good morning, Jack. How are you? I'm very well. How are you, Chris? Yes, I'm excellent. I'm looking forward to having a chat with Dan today. How are you, Dan? Feeling fantastic. Good morning. And uh, so, Jack, tell us about the premise of the show. It's not a complicated one, but uh, just for our first listeners, go for it, please. Absolutely. So, uh, the Wedding Planning Podcast, we're essentially here to help you plan the best wedding possible. Uh, We bring on a guest each week to talk about their specialist subject. So, in this case, we've got Dan here today who's going to talk about uh, photography um, and then we're going to move into a topic of his choice. So in this case, we're going to discuss social media and phones at your wedding, whether they should be there, when you should have them, when you shouldn't have them, and all these kind of fun things. Uh, and then from there, we have a couple of quick fire questions for Dan, where you get down to the nitty gritty and you find out exactly what you need to do for your wedding day. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, not, not particularly complicated. And, uh, and who are we, Jack? Uh, we are profes- professional, try that again, professional wedding magicians. Uh, I'm Jack Brister and I run a company called The Luxury Magician and I'm based up here in Norfolk, uh, but I travel all over the country and indeed occasionally into uh, the rest of the world as well. And Chris, you're based down in Dorset, down in uh, Weymouth. Uh, and again, you travel all across the country as well, as and when required for various weddings. Yep, absolutely right. That is us. So between us, we have a vast wealth of experience at uh, being at weddings and obviously giving advice to couples as they plan their weddings as well. Uh, So I'd like to introduce today's guest. It is Dan Rhodes of Dan Rhodes Photography. Uh, Not the most innovative uh, photographic company name, Dan. How long did it take you to think of that name? Oh, ages. It took me a long, long time, that one. (laughs) Yeah. So so Dan, how how long have you been a photographer for now? I have been doing professional photography for about five years now but you've been not but like photography has been kind of quite a, a passion of yours for a while though oh yeah yeah uh since i left college really um i started doing landscapes uh for a good i think i probably went out for about every day for about a year uh, in our in our lovely dorset countryside doing landscapes uh and then it first started by doing a friend's wedding mm-hmm. uh, the feed, feedback i got from that was fantastic um i, I was the second shooter at a wedding and they actually preferred my images over the actual photographer. <laughs> so I oh, thought, really? okay, yeah. So I thought I'll get I'll get in somewhere here. Um, and then I done like a friends, uh, a family wedding, uh, and then I thought, sorry, I set up a website, start doing some outreach and Facebook and stuff like that, and it's just grown. And now I'm quite busy. Yeah, I mean, it, from my point of view, it seems that your business is going from like leaps and bounds every year. You seem to be busier and busier. Um, so you're obviously doing something right along uh, those lines. Now, I'm just going to jump in straight away and uh, just ask you something, just because it kind of ties in quite nicely with what uh, we were speaking about with Kirsten in our previous episode uh, about uh, having friends being your supply. I mean, obviously, your friend booked you to be uh, the photographer at the, um, the wedding. I mean, how how was that for you? I mean, did, did you feel kind of extra pressure? Did you feel um, nervous doing it? Is it as a friend yeah um i think it was easier because it was a friend in that aspect but i was very nervous because it was one of the first weddings i was doing on my own and mm-hmm. there was no other photographer there so it was all purely on my back um 
but yeah, I mean, I got through it and I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, once I got back and started going back through the pictures, uh, I was kind of blown away. I thought, yep, yeah, I'm quite happy with these. And then the feedback I got from the from my friends and the couple it was fantastic. They, they they really, really loved it. So, and then it just grew from there. I, like every wedding after that, it's just been perfect. So, pretty yeah. good. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was a, not a source of anxiety for you, and it was a, it was not something you were Quite, quite relaxed guy anyway, so just take it, take it with the shoulders and go, go ahead with it. Yeah, I mean, I, and I guess at the end of the day, it's, it's down to the bride and groom to decide that, and it's their feedback that's the most important thing. Exactly. Absolutely. So, um, obviously, Dan, I, I know you pretty well, and I, um, I, mean, I was just saying to Jack before we uh, started recording that, I mean, some of the best reaction shots I've got of me performing at weddings have come from yourself. So I think um, you seem to kind of really get... Uh, get weddings and kind of what they're all about and what needs to be captured in terms of the, the photography. So is there a kind of a, um, a particular, is, is that something that you've had to learn over time? Is it something that's come naturally to you? Uh, a bit of both, I think. Um, so with with the experience of all the weddings, I have found my own sort of, well, I say my own, but there's probably quite a few other photographers that do the same sort of style of photography as me, which is very just candid, relaxed, and as, as it happens, it's like storytelling. Mm-hmm. Rather than sort of having a lot of posed pictures, uh, I have my sort of must-have list group shots in my head. Um, but other than that, I kind of blend in as a guest, go around chatting to everyone, get them feeling comfortable with me, uh, show that, uh, well, a lot, a lot of feedback from the guests at the weddings think that I'm actually a friend of the couple, um, which is where I want to be at, because uh, I don't want to be the guy that's, oh, God, what does he want us now? Like, what does he want us to do now? And just, you just want people to enjoy themselves, let them have a drink chill out there's there's quite quite a lot to do during the day but the, the the way I've sort of learned over the years is special aspects of it just sort of you know you know when when stuff's got to happen really <laughs> and I can get it done yeah a- absolutely absolutely so Dan when you uh, when you're taking photographs at, at a wedding what what kind of style do you fit into do you uh, one of those documentary style photographers or do you do you kind of uh, do a different style to that uh, yeah it's a very documentary uh, when, when I introduce myself to couples I let them straight away I'm very very relaxed nothing's ever an issue um, my sort of goal is to be sort of more than just a photographer so I'd love to try and help out wherever I can. Like the last wedding I was at, they, the, the bride and the bridesmaids got some toothpaste. <laughs> so I ran down the shop for them. Just a little little, little thing like that can make a big difference for the day. Um, yeah, so just trying to be more, more than a photographer, help out anywhere I can. Uh, obviously, I've, I need to be in places at certain times. Keep that at the back of my head, but stay very professional. Uh, be very easy to speak to um, kids as well. Sort of show, show to the kids that you're not strange and... You can be fun to be around. That makes a big, big difference to try and capture the kids' reactions and stuff. When, when you get the trust of all the guests and the kids, it makes a massive difference. Yeah, yeah very, very candid. Yeah, so I think that um, when people look at a kind of vast array of wedding photos, it's often the pictures with like the kids dancing with one of the adults, like stood on their shoes at the first dance or something like that, where you know. If a child's aware that they've got like a, a camera pointed in their face and they don't know who it is, then they should quite rightly be a little bit alarmed by that. But you know, if you've kind of formed that kind of um, that kind of bond, if you like, with them, that shows you like a you're a good laugh um, and you know someone's be paid to be there and you have trust and everything else, uh, then you can actually people can feel like they're able to be more like themselves 
because I think that quite often people want to put on, not necessarily children, of course, but you know, adults want, want to put on a, a show because of what they, how they feel like they should be acting rather than being like themselves. So if you're creating that kind of uh, friendly and relaxed atmosphere by getting to know them and having a chat with them rather than just running up to them and shoving a camera in their face, then yeah, that, can, that can only be helping things, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd say the first, um, in, in the mornings, obviously, I'm, I'm arriving at the bridal party. Uh, my, my my one rule is I always arrive with a bottle of Prosecco because <laughs> he doesn't like a guy that turns up with Prosecco in the morning. Um, the girls love that. Uh, and then I, I just have a chat first. I don't go straight into the photography. So just just, uh, just have a chat with them, see if they need anything on the way when I'm there. Uh, just see how, how their vibe is, basically, and, and go with that. That's great. I mean, to, to I don't think there's many suppliers that are prepared to go that extra mile for a uh, a bride or a groom. Like even bringing something as simple as a bottle of Prosecco, no one or not many people that I know anyway would would be prepared to go that extra mile and and, and do that for them. Even the 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 toothpaste thing, um, I think is is just such a such a great thing. And I think that's something that would make you stand out as opposed to perhaps the the next photographer they're looking at. Um, and I think that's that's something that's really nice. And so, how do you kind of go about what? What process do you go through when you meet a, a bride or a groom or a couple, uh, and they're, they're looking at booking you to do a, a, a photo a, to be the photographer? Sorry. So basically, on my website, I have a contact form. Uh, a lot, a lot of people come come through the website. Um, so my first, I'm put, uh, Chris would dis- disagree with this, but unfortunately, my first point of call is an email rather than a phone call. Um, uh, but yeah, once once I've contacted me, I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll drop them a reply just to get to know them a little bit more um, and then maybe offer to meet up. Uh, we could go for coffee, go for a beer somewhere, just super relaxed. I'll take my um, take my uh, diary and I've got a nice A3 size photo book that I take with me. Uh, show them loads of images that I've already took. Just show them how I can be. Very relaxed, candid. Let them know what the story is. Um, and, and leave it up to them, really, after that. Just sort of let them know what can be, what offers can have and stuff. Yeah. So quite a lot of what you've said is about um, kind of doing things for the couple and getting to know them. Um, and how important do you think it is uh, to really get on with, I guess, not just photographers, but your, your wedding suppliers in general? Oh, God, massively. Um, I'm all one for... Uh, helping each other out rather than sort of fighting. Uh, there is a lot of photographers in my area, uh, and I'd like to think that I'd know a majority of them, and we all pass work along to each other. So if I'm booked, I'll pass, I'll send the work along, and vice versa, so we get it back. Um, I think it's a massive, massive help to be with alongside someone rather than against them. Uh, yeah, and I think it's just it's nice to have a little bit of competition now and again. Uh, it just keeps you on your toes. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah, just. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't couldn't agree more with that. It's, uh, you, you've got to work together with other suppliers, even if they are, you know, potentially inverted commas rivals of yours. Uh, in terms of building a relationship with the couples that booked you, how how do you go about doing that? Do you, are you in contact with them a lot during the between them booking you and the the big day itself, or is it kind of more casual than that? And as and when they've got questions, uh, it's more casual as and when they've got questions. I don't purposely go out and contact them every so often, which I probably should do, to be honest. Um, but I think I always let them know I'm always I'm always available. So if they ever need a help with anything, so if last minute problems, if, uh, I don't know, hair and makeup decides to 
go uh, and I can I can recommend other people um like if anything happens like uh, another supplier has to pull out or something silly like that I've got loads of people I can recommend straight away uh yeah it goes back to the basis of anything's no, like no problem where I can just sort of if they need a help with anything just get in, get in touch basically I think that's great and I think something that's really good about when a, a a supplier recommends another supplier is that they already have a relationship so you have a relationship with certain you know maybe videographers or uh, magicians and you know if you're looking at Chris and and so when you recommend someone there's that automatic bond and you know how they work so you can work with them better and I think that then ultimately makes for a better wedding so I think when uh, when a bride and a groom or a couple are looking at booking photography or in fact any part of the day they should look at who their other suppliers already are and perhaps ask them for a recommendation maybe uh, to, to kind of help make that work. Is that, you would say that you'd agree with that? A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, like everyone that I recommend, obviously I can trust, uh, it goes to venues as well. You know how everyone works. Um, you know, there's certain venues that can make things stressful for the couple, which is just completely not needed. Um, but then on the other side of it, there's venues and, and suppliers that are brilliant and, obviously always recommend them and it's just going to help help them throughout the whole day throughout the whole process really i think for me personally i mean i, I know that photographers tend to be one of the uh, the first things which are booked by couples and that's because you get booked up so far in advance so i know from uh, my experience uh, dan's definitely got me uh, some work with couples in the past where they perhaps made an inquiry with me already or maybe they haven't uh, and then dan's either kind of recommended me as a kind of Oh, have you thought about this? Or if they have made an inquiry already, then um, Dan's then said, "Oh yeah, definitely book him because of X, Y, or Z." And then he's then able to show photos of me performing and kind of what I can uh, bring to a wedding. So I think that yeah, like uh, like you were saying, Jack, when you have a recommendation from someone who you already have a bond with, that recommendation just holds that much more water with them. I think. I agree, Chris, and I think that sort of brings us on uh, quite nicely to talking about the the main topic for today. If we talk about the you know phones and social media at weddings, uh, I'm wondering because Dan, of course, chose this topic. What uh, made you choose that topic, Dan? Uh, I think it's because uh, a lot of people assume that photographers hate it when this happens, uh, and I'm actually all for it. <laughs> it sounds very odd. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, I think during the ceremony. They, should, they shouldn't have them up during the ceremony, obviously, because they need to be watching this with their own eyes. Um, but anything before and after that, I'm up for them taking pictures uh, as long as they don't go on social media way before the day. And so I've had, I've had bridesmaids upload um, pictures of the dress on their Facebook before she's even in it, which obviously is not good. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I mean, throughout, throughout the ceremony, obviously, it always happens as well. I've, I've, I've known so near enough every ceremony uh, the guys will say absolutely no 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 phones throughout the ceremony please and it always happens just they still get them out um but for me it's just sort of in a way it can help me as well I say they're walking down the aisle and someone stood up taking a picture they're not in the aisle which is fine but if they're stood up taking a photo i'll zoom into their phone and get a shot of them taking the taking the uh, the guys coming down the aisle a little bit creative a little bit different but I'm, i try to work with it rather than fight it because just from my experience, it just never really works when you're when you try and tell them no, it's going to happen anyway. Um, and obviously, you've got these apps nowadays where you can, if they all download it and sign into a certain hashtag, I think it is, you can upload the pictures and they all come to one group. 
so it's another way for the bride and groom to see all their images from their from their clients. Um, obviously, I, I'm, I'm still strong feelings about sort of having it during the ceremony, but, but other than that, it doesn't really affect me too much. Um, I get a lot of people ask me if it's if it's an issue or if like granddad John brings his camera along as well. And and for me, it's good because they, they get more images at the end of the day. It really doesn't bother me as long as they're not sort of impeding my my views of stuff, but they kind of leave me to it, which is fine. Okay, that's interesting because I was always basically of the opinion that every single photographer absolutely despised having uh, the phones being held up. I mean, I think during the ceremony, it it doesn't show much respect if you've been directly asked to not have cameras up and then because I think that it's um, me and Jack were talking about this a little bit before how it's probably the most kind of iconic and romantic image you're going to get of the day where the couple are stood there and you know you've got both sides of the family and they split and you've got presumably getting married somewhere kind of what you feel like looks really pretty and you're having this this image that's kind of framed beautifully and then you've got a bloody camera phone held up or Aunt, Aunt Joan holding her kind of handheld camera there taking a photo it's like it just and I'm not I'm not sure myself because I'm not a uh, a graphic designer or anything how easy uh, that would be to edit out if at all possible really um I'm guessing probably not so it's and it's that one chance you've got to get that image so can it just yeah like I, said, I think it just shows a little bit of a lack of respect to not do that I mean I've, I've seen um I haven't seen this at a wedding I've been to personally, but I've seen this as like an idea on a Pinterest board of actually having somewhere for guests to leave their phones and cameras before they enter the uh, the venue it, it itself, just just for the ceremony, obviously. I mean, what what would your thoughts be on that, Dan? That would be quite good, actually. That's, I haven't seen that yet, but that's a good idea. Uh, so I think that's the only way you're going to combat it, because literally, I think near enough every wedding, I hear them say, absolutely no, no phones, please. And, and someone always gets their phone out, no matter what. Um, so I think actually taking them off is probably a good way to go. Even, like, just for the ceremony, like you say, it's a really important part of the day, and you want people to be watching it with their eyes uh, and, and taking notice of what's going on, rather than looking through the phone. Um, plus, honestly, depending where you are, the picture isn't going to be that great anyway. If you're sat at the back and you need to zoom in on your phone, the quality of that's going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, is it? What, what do you what do you think it is then? Because for, for me, I feel. I'm not sure if it's an impatience thing that people want to, um, they, they won't be able to wait for the professional images, which are clearly going to be that much better. Or is it more of a, like a social pressure thing where people want to, they want to have the image, they want to put that on their social media so they can say, I was there, this is what I did. I mean, what's, what, what, you, any kind of thoughts on the motivation behind it? Yeah, I think it's definitely a social media thing. I don't think it's to do with having to wait for the professional images. I think it's, uh, like you say, they want to post it as soon as they can, uh, show where they are, show what they're doing, because it's a nice place to be, it's a good vibe, that you've been invited to a wedding, it's a good thing, shows you're a nice person. Um, little things like that, yeah, I, I think it is, it's a social social aspect of it. Yeah, so I was um, watching, I mean, this is not wedding related whatsoever, but it uh, falls into exactly the same category. I was watching the uh, end of the um, PGA champ you know, Golf Championships the other day where Tiger Woods, uh, Woods won, and on the, the final, right around the final green, you had kind of thousands of people watching and literally every single person was filming it through the camera. So they're all kind of stood there with their hands above their head filming this this kind of quite uh, iconic moment in sport as after kind of all the injury problems he's had and stuff like that. Um, and 
I'm just there thinking you could be able to see that much better on the professionally filmed stuff that you can basically get straight away afterwards. And also it's, it stops people from being truly present in that moment. If you're kind of there thinking about um, how your camera angle is going to look or, or you're watch, literally watching it through your screen, then you are not fully appreciating that moment. So I, mean, I know I've kind of gone off on a tangent talking about golf, but the, the, the point is that unless you're fully concentrating and focusing on what you're watching, then you are not fully present there. So whether it's golf that you're watching is an iconic moment or a wedding that you're um, attending, I mean, you're, the bride and groom will be so much happier if you're there actually fully paying attention to what's being said and what's being done. What's your thoughts on that, Jack? I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more. For me, I think I think it does... It, it Ultimately, though, as much as I agree with you, um, it depends on the bride and groom. It's their day. If they are big social media people, then they should absolutely make the most of it. If they have, you know, maybe they are very proud of their social media following or they, you know, they make a living by vlogging or blogging or something. And so then it, I think they may well want to have that kind of social approach because I think in, in this day and age, it's impossible to avoid. Um, but I think you could, you can, if you don't want it, you can mitigate it to a certain extent. Certainly during the ceremony, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask phones not to be there. As as you know, we've already discussed. It's I think it's the most iconic moment of the day. So I think that's that's the moment when phones perhaps shouldn't be out because you will get to experience it far better, as you've already said. Um, but you know, ultimately, it comes down to the bride and groom and what they want. So they, you know, I think you either go way one way or go way the other. If you start to trying to find a middle ground, it becomes quite difficult because no one really knows where they stand. Um, they some people will think that they should um, they should not touch their phones at all. Other people will want their phones out all the time. You just got to find what which end the the way you're happy with. Um, if that, what do you think about that, Chris? Well, I just had a thought just occurred to me that as you're kind of saying all of that, and obviously we kind of described this kind of moment uh, within the the church or wherever you're getting married as kind of being iconic. Um, I'm just wondering whether. We are in a time of kind of social evolution and how we kind of picture that in my head, I imagine the kind of the ceremony, whatever you have both sides and you have the couple there and everyone's kind of diligently watching and that's what it should be like. But maybe if we, if we are kind of entering into this world where it's, you know, social media is that big, then maybe that there is a new type of iconic image where it is now the case where everyone part of that image is everyone wanting to capture that image. I mean, I, I'm not saying that I agree with that as a thing, but you know, it's just a thought that occurred to me that maybe, maybe there is an evolution taking place. And that is, that is the, the, the new, the new iconic image. Yeah. The way, the, the way forward. I mean, is that it makes me feel a bit sick. I mean, it's like, I kind of love and hate social media. Um, in equal parts, I think. So the idea of that changing, I don't like, but um, I, I can easily see that being a thing. Yeah, so it's the same at like events and any music gigs you go to now, isn't it? Everyone, everyone has got their phone up in the air filming it. Uh, any, anything that's going on that they want to share or is exciting to them in their life, they have to film. I'm one for it. I've done it before. Um, but then I quickly realised, hang on a minute, I paid a lot of money to be <laughs> I want to watch this properly. But, yeah. yeah, 
I think uh, also coming from Chris and I's background, obviously as magicians, um, we want people to experience what we do in the moment. We don't want people to be filming it and watching it back and dissecting it and going at it frame by frame to try and work out how we've done it. We want them to enjoy it in the moment. So I think, you know, our background kind of makes us slightly biased in that sense that uh, we feel like perhaps phones at weddings should be, you know, restricted to a certain extent. But having said that, I sell a Snapchat um, frame thing that I do at weddings. So if they, you know, they want to add that on to their package, they, they're more than welcome to do that. Uh, because I know that there are two types of, there are two types of brides generally. There are those that want to have social media and those that want to avoid it like the plague. Um, and you know those who want to embrace it, they they're more than happy to have that Snapchat filter there, so they can you know add it on and and incorporate it and actively promote it at their wedding day. I think it's you know as I said, it's ultimately their decision, really. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. That it's, it's their decision, and I think that basically it's it comes down to respect and the respect of the the, the couple's wishes. So. I mean, if the couple are saying don't have your phones out, then you just don't. You know, it's 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 your phone. You know, it's not it's not your pacemaker that's keeping you alive. It's uh, it's something that's gonna you can't detach yourself from apparently. But it's, I think that by all means, if you want to take photos, it's fine. But you know, it's it's someone's wedding day. It's uh, the idea is that it only happens once, and you know, by just taking those images, taking like like you said, Dan, about the bridesmaid taking a photo of the dress and uploading it before she's even put it on i mean that's just that's just ludicrous i mean i i, I can't i can't understand where, where someone's coming from where they think that they that, that, that that's an okay thing to do i mean i think that i mean yeah like jack said some couples will be really strongly into social media and they'll be like yeah take as many photos as you want upload as many photos as you want go crazy so i think that it's um i think couples need to be clear with their guests on how they want phones and social media to be used at their at their wedding so if you've got a wedding hashtag use it you know if you've got a if you want to use a snapchat filter then use it and you know promote it to all the hills and have things saying up that this is this is happening but if the opposite is true for you then you know again i think clarity on the issue is absolutely uh, absolutely vital yeah i yeah, i agree yeah perfect I think it's uh, a good chance now to kind of move on to the the quick fire questions, the the fun part of the uh, the podcast where we get to find out uh, how Dan's brain works. Okay, so uh, number one tip for hiring a wedding photographer: go. Always shop around. <laughs> uh, get, go see as many people as you can. Uh, I'm always one for recommending. Don't just go look at one guy because for me, you need to get along with your photographer massively. Uh, you're going to be with them for a really important day. And for a long time of your, of your day, from the morning all the way through to the evening, if you don't get that, excuse the pun, like you don't click with them, um, you're not going to enjoy it. Uh, you need to get a special vibe off them. Like you, you're more of friends or you, you trust them. Uh, otherwise, it's, it's, it's just not going to work. Okay. Uh, favourite wedding story? Favourite wedding story. Um, okay. There's one that always sticks to my mind, which I'd done in June 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it was was it was a couple called Claire and Jason from Abbotsbury mm-hmm. and uh, Jason had a daughter called Minnie uh, for the love of his for the love of the cars um, and basically Minnie wasn't leaving Jason alone all day she's only young she's only about four I think at the time four or five 
and obviously we had to go off and do a photo shoot together and she was always by his side sort of thing um which is fine uh, and it comes to the first dance and Claire and Jason obviously needed their little moment and have a little dance together so what he, I, I I don't know why it stuck to my head it's a very 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 emotional part of the day because he 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 crouched down and he said to her look look buddy just just let me have a dance and then I'll have a special dance with you after. Um, so they had they had the dance, and then um, Jason and and his daughter had a little dance together. And I, I just don't know what it was. I, I don't know if it was the images like I captured at the time, but everyone everyone was crying in that room, <laughs> including me. I had a tear rolling down my cheek, uh, and I, I just I can't can't really describe why, but it was very very emotional, and it was just a lovely thing to see. And it's always stuck in my head that that day. Well, I think that's uh, that is beautiful, and I'm just I wouldn't say I'm tearing up, but I'm uh, there's a kind of a, there's a, a warm feeling in my heart as as you're saying that, and I, and I guess this kind of uh, goes to show even more that you've got to have a photographer who's going to uh, kind of have the uh, empathy to appreciate that moment, and then and therefore be able to capture moments that are kind of um, that kind of beautiful, I guess. Uh, so moving on uh, to the exact opposite. What's the worst thing you've seen at a wedding? I don't oh know Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a few to choose from, but um, I think worse is quite a strong word, I suppose. But um, for me, it was I had a very, very small wedding from a couple that wasn't from Weymouth. Um, they literally had, it was, it was them both, maybe I think it was their two kids, uh, mum, and then two friends, very, very small, Weymouth Registry Office. Uh, but it was the day, I don't know if you remember, we had a massive power cut. Uh, and everything was off for a good two hours. Um, so I, I turned up, uh, got got the groom arriving and stuff. Uh, and then we had the power cut. So obviously there was no, no lights in the building. There was no music to be able to play when she arrived. And on top of that, he, he actually forgot the rings. <laughs> so he had, to, he had to go back, get the rings. Come, come back again. Uh, someone had the Bluetooth speaker on their phone, so they connected that. Um, the lights wasn't too much of an issue because it was during the day, so we could just open the blinds and it was fine. Uh, so we left there, and then we walked over to Greenhill Gardens for some nice pictures there. Uh, on the way to Greenhill Gardens, the bride's mother faints because of the heat. Um, and I actually had to run. I, I had to send an ambulance, and they asked to get a defibrillator just in case they needed it. And the closest one was on the beach, the lifeguard. So there's a, if you can vision me with my cameras by my side, legging it down to the beach uh, to get this, this guy's attention to run back up. She was all fine. Um, but I've got to give them credit. Like, even though all the stress of that day, they were absolutely brilliant. They they, they were asking if I was okay. <laughs> and I was like, like, no, guys, come on. You, like, uh, the mum was fine. She sat on the bench at the end. Obviously, they were going to put um, some food after but because of the power cut. Uh, it kind of dragged on a little bit. But in the end, it all worked out fine. The couple were brilliant. The family was amazing. And we all both had the same sort of vibes of, uh, well, it's happening now and let's just get on with it sort of thing. Uh, and I've still got some really good pictures. But that's why I think it wasn't like, say worse is it a bad, like really bad thing because it all worked out at the end. But it's just a series of unfortunate events sort of thing. And I think this is a kind of goes to prove something which I kind of firmly believe in that uh, you know, no matter what happens on your wedding day, it's all going to be fine. I mean, that's up there with the kind of the worst series of events I've heard of at a wedding. And guess what? 
they still got married. They still will look back fondly on the day. They'll be able to laugh about it now. Um, and so and whatever happens on your day, you know, go with the flow, I guess, is the, uh, the lesson there. So uh, moving on to the next question, a general wedding planning tip. What's your number one wedding planning tip? Uh, I would say contact the suppliers earlier than you think. Um, touching on what you were saying earlier, that um, especially photographers, um, venues stuff, we get booked up very, very uh, far in advance. Like I've had three years before, which is my longest mm-hmm. of the week. Um, so it's always worth if you think, oh, we're not getting married for another two years. It's still worth just dropping a courtesy email because um, you, you'll be surprised at how, how quickly people get booked up. So I, I would say contact them earlier, earlier than you actually want to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, as myself, I've got bookings already two years in advance as a as a magician, uh, which is uh, well, I think it's absolutely crazy. But you know, it's it means that they get me rather than they wanted me you know they could always get a, a magician at some point um but if they wanted me then why, why not book like if they want jack then they book jack straight away if they want you they book you straight away then they know they get exactly what they want rather than coming to it a bit later on and then not being able to and anything to add on that jack before I, uh, uh, no i thought i mean i agree yeah I've, as you said i've got bookings going into you know 2020 so you know it, it no matter how small a part of the day you think it might be um there's no harm in dropping them a courtesy email because all they'll say, the worst they'll say is, I'm not taking bookings that far in advance. Come uh, come back to me in six months' time. So, you know, there's no harm in doing that at all. Which moves us on to our random question for this episode. Now, before we get on to this week's, or this episode's random question, uh, we have to quickly turn to Jack because... In last episode, I don't know if you remember, uh, we had Kirsten on and we asked her, I randomly asked her what her favourite Disney film is. And now Jack is about the world's biggest Disney fan. Um, you can make your own judgments on that. And I asked him his favourite Disney film and he did not have an answer. So uh, I'm assuming you've gone away and uh, thought about this now? Yeah, I went away and I watched every single Disney film um, between the last time we recorded and today. And mm-hmm. I can say it is... I mean, I feel like we should put, I may post, put in post-production, I may put in a drum roll here because I feel like it's that big a deal. Um, okay. <laughs> um, it is Aladdin. Aladdin. See, I, I, I'm a big Princess Jasmine fan, so uh, Aladdin is a, is, a, is a strong contender for me as well. So that brings us to our random question of the week. Dan, what's your favourite food? Oh, I do love a nice garlicky chicken Kiev. Garlicky chicken, ke- not not before a wedding, presumably. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay, well, that, uh, I think that brings us to the end of the show, doesn't it, Jack? I think it does, yeah. So, uh, Dan, if people want to find out more about you, where can they uh, find out more? They can go to www.danrhodes.com, which is R-O-A-D-S, not R-H. Um, Google, Weymouth Wedding Photographer, or search on, search on Facebook and I'll pop up. Perfect. And uh, Chris, to find you, they can go to... Uh, they can go to uh, uk. That's Piercy spelled P-I-E-R-C-Y. And, uh, or you can uh, search for me on Facebook by searching Chris Piercy Magician. Uh, thank you so much for listening and tune in tomorrow for another episode. Thanks, bye. And goodbye from me. And see you later from me. Go well. Thank you for listening to Yes Do I Do. Please remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram using the tag at Yes Do I Do Podcast.